Welcome to our bonus podcast. I'm Crystal Taze, the pastor of women here at Northview, and I have a few guests around the table with me today who we are going to introduce. Uh, first, say hi to Thalia. Hi. She is our pastor of care here at Northview. And then I'll have each of you introduce yourselves and say why you're here, <laughs> what your role is, what brought you here, why we invited you. All right. My name is Ron Friesen. I'm the high school pastor. I'll oversee uh, a number of ministries, middle school, high school, and college or young adults, and then hands-on in the high school. Next. I'm Luke. I am Ron's son. <laughs> and I'm in charge. That's, really That's the reason. Reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why you got invited along. Yeah. 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 It was actually take your kid to work day. Yeah. <laughs> and he never left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm one of the ministry assistants and in charge of the campus live nights. Huh, which we'll describe as we go along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That will not be foreign word no. to you in a few minutes. Okay. <laughs> and then? All right, my name is Colin. I am uh, I am not Ron's son, <laughs> but I am in charge of specifically the community groups that we'll talk about later. And you're a ministry ministry assistant. Assistant. As well. That's a new term. Yes, we're yeah. still getting used to the terms. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm Annalie. I'm also a ministry assistant, uh, specifically in charge of the core groups at high school and uh, the representative female voice in the youth yes. department. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Good to have those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, we wanted to invite all of these guys to join us because the youth has kind of undergone some just shifts in emphasis and focus and people a lot since last year. And so we just wanted to kind of let everybody who's listening know what's going on at the youth program here and why some of the changes have been made and kind of how the structure works. So first of all, uh, we thought we'd just talk, start with you, Ron. Mm-hmm. How did you come to be sure. in this role? Yeah, well, briefly, uh, I've been involved at Northview since 1999, was a pastor here, oversaw all youth ministry, uh, middle school, high school, and at that time college, now young adults, and then hands-on in the college ministry, and was on staff here, 99 to 2005, and then left and began teaching at Columbia Bible College, uh, 05, and, but was always involved here at Northview, and uh, the last two years have been an elder, and then over the course of time, as our church has grown into not just one campus, but another campus in, in mission, so one church, two campuses, I started helping out in the youth ministry there. In mission. Uh, in mission. Mm-hmm. And so uh, with uh, that probably started in February, January, February. And then as uh, that ministry began to grow, uh, we had some shifting of pastors which meant that the high school pastor, Kyle, was moving into another uh, role here at uh, our Abbotsford campus. And, and uh, Jeff and Steve asked if I would uh, head up the high school ministry, hands-on in the high school ministry, but oversee middle school, high school, and the young adults. And uh, from there we'll go. So that was where the, that started probably May 1. Mm-hmm. So over the summer, uh, kind of put, jumped right in with both feet and and started to uh, uh, see how this would all look for the fall startup, obviously. But uh, yeah, so working with these uh, awesome people beside me here and, and trying to uh, uh, get our youth ministry rolling and going for the fall. So yeah, and you're so, still at CBC? You're yeah, still so still teaching. Yeah, this there, is yeah. a, yeah, it's kind of a, a dual hat here. So I, I teach as well as uh, full time at CBC and then part time here mm-hmm. at, uh, at Northview. So still trying to figure out what that means, but <laughs> we're, we're going with that anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it'll, it'll settle in. September yes. is always yes. like the law. Everybody's September's working crazy. overtime yeah. everywhere, and yeah. so mm-hmm. hopefully you'll get Absolutely. a routine, right? Yeah. As things go. 
So very excited about the opportunity, obviously. Uh, I, I love youth ministry. It's been where my heart has been for years and years and years. Yeah. And, uh, and I, years and years. I heard and you years, had a birthday. Yes, yes. <laughs> Happy birthday. So another decade blows by. Uh, so uh, outside of that, I mean, uh, this has been our home church where our family's growing up. And so I, I consider it a privilege to walk alongside great staff, great elders, great church, and to be involved in youth ministry. Hmm. So, yeah. That's cool. Uh, why don't you describe uh, the overall structure of the high school youth just in terms of events and mm-hmm. like what a typical month would look like. And I know each of you guys are in charge of different parts of that. So Luke, did you want to start yeah, off talking sure. about the campus live nights? Uh, yeah. We used to call them just live nights and other campus live nights because we wanted to, all of our groups to start with the letter C. Yeah. Um, <laughs> True pastoral. Really yeah. 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 Three yeah. points. Yeah. 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 Um, so we do them twice a month, uh, the first and fourth Thursday of the month. And it's where everyone gathers in one big group, do some games, uh, worship through song and uh, we go into our small groups and someone will do a talk uh, yeah it's a good time they where would parents drop their kids oh, off they drop their that? kids off at West Court okay. yeah, so new it's the venue. News. Yeah, yeah right outside the courtyard uh-huh. have you sign. had the doors open yet for yeah, yeah we did yeah? we yeah. did yeah we already got an email uh, saying not to lean on lean the doors lean on the doors oh. <laughs> Yeah. The poor youth department, they just get yeah. vilified right? for all, everything that goes wrong at the church. Yeah, oh, it's right. those youth. The youth. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They wrecked yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't smell in there anymore. No. So that's, that's, awesome. that's yeah. definitely a bummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, eventually. But. So how full is that room on a Thursday night? Uh, we Right now, we're about 150. Okay, okay. So about 25 leaders and the rest are teenagers from 9 to 12. Grade 9 to 12. Yeah. Not age. Not age. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Andrew's not here, but how would a campus night look in Mission? Uh, his nights look very similar to ours, except without the uh, small group at the end. Yeah. They don't do as much as that. Well, they have middle school meets on Tuesday. High school yeah. uh, meets on Thursday as well. So they run the same nights. Yeah. And... I would, and I think they meet. Uh, I, they meet three t- three Thursdays a month, and then they break off into uh, okay. into a home group, uh, somewhat grade specific as well. So. And some of their practical differences in setup are just because they haven't had as many volunteers, right, right to mm-hmm. run the different yeah. small group discussions. And yeah. So that might change over time too. As exactly. They get more people. Yeah, yeah, with more more volunteers, and I think as as ministry moves on, it will also increase as well. And just trying to find that that leveling spot of how many students in each grade and how you break yeah. them up and things like that. Yeah. So is there a checkers candy stash supply like in oh. middle school youth for high schoolers or not? Sort of you, the same. Yeah. No candy, no. but we do have, we still have slushies. We still yeah. have uh, other goodies though. So uh, Annalie usually makes cookies. We have been having mini donuts lately. Which <laughs> oh. are so good. So good. <laughs> There's some with like sugar and cinnamon. Other ones are powder. I want to get a chocolate one in there. Um, I'm working on that. Jeff was trying them up in the kitchen, like yeah. upstairs in our staff kitchen, and he was just, he was hogging the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah. he did. We need some donut like I got a little piece. I taste a little bit like a churro, the one I had. Yeah. Okay, community groups, Colin. What can people expect in a community group? Yeah, community groups are they're definitely different than our campus live nights in that they're uh, grade specific, mm-hmm. and they all meet at a host home. 
So the grade nines will meet at one house and the grade tens will meet at another. And obviously grade 11 and 12, they all meet at different houses um, by parents whose kids are in the youth group and they've yeah. offered up their homes to us. Very brave and parents. So, I know. Uh, <laughs> Very generous. Yeah. We're uh, yeah. always a little a little hesitant, especially with, with some kids specifically. You never know what's going to happen, but the, I think all the parents kind of already know that that's uh, a, a fair warning that yeah. they're bringing. Yeah you know, 20 to 50 high school kids into their houses. Uh, you never actually know what's going to happen. So, um, but the, the nights are structured pretty well the same every month. It's always on the second Thursday of the mm-hmm. month. And then um, usually you'll start off just uh, spending time getting to reconnect with uh, your friends, reconnecting leaders to students and um, just catching up. And then usually go into like a icebreaker kind of game so new students can feel more welcomed Mm -hmm. and then going into teaching and and sharing testimonies or um, after that prayer activities um, breaking into small groups I mean they're the nice thing about community groups is that they they have more flexibility in that they're led by a smaller group of leaders Mm -hmm. and so there's more opportunity for those leaders to kind of take control of the night mm, customize and, it a little and bit and yeah. customize it based on what works best for their group and yeah. um well they'll all still be getting the same content to teach and go through each week they've got this yeah just this uh level of control that they don't necessarily have on a campus live yeah. night um because those are obviously more designed and run by us specifically. more like a service and, yeah mm-hmm. yeah um but they would do, like, when you do series, it would be the same teaching kind of along that same line that would happen yes. in the community group? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, for instance, now we're on in, in the name of God, so we're yeah. doing the names of God. And so we started that last week. We'll do another one uh, this coming Thursday, and then we break into community groups and core groups mm-hmm. for the same similar studies on the name of God. Like the same yep. series. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, Annalie, what can you tell us about core? Core groups are new for us this year. We've only usually done the Campus Live and community groups, so... We are starting core groups. They're groups of gender, um, six to nine students with a leader or two. And um, they will follow the same teaching pattern, but their focus is going to be a lot more practical application and lots of discussion with the leader and their students. There can be games involved in that, Mm -hmm. snacks involved in those nights. Those are also meeting at homes, either the leader's home or one of the students' homes in those groups. And um, again, with the community groups, there's a lot of flexibility with those nights as well. I think one of the things we're really excited about with the core groups is that we're giving the leaders a lot of responsibility and also connecting with those six to nine students. We know that through core groups, every student in our youth group is going to be really closely connected with a leader and that leader, yeah, and then they're and then other peers and that leader we know is connecting with those six to nine kids every week Mm -hmm. and that's their responsibility either it's just a text or a facebook message or a phone call every week that we know that they're being talked to at youth nights the campus nights the community nights and then at those core nights intentionally so those people that are the core group leaders are also there at community nights and also at live nights too right so that they have that continuity of Mm -hmm. leadership Mm -hmm. even though it's a larger group there's those same leaders are there so they're the small group and then they expand to the community group and then the large group nights so gives our leaders a little bit more direction as well to who to make who to make sure they're making connections with and know who to talk to in the big night yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so they don't lose sight of that Mm -hmm. that's good so if you think this is just kind of a general question by the time a kid leaves grade 12 and goes off to university, what are you hoping, kind of what tools do you hope they have? What has been their experience of church? What would you like them to kind of leave youth with? 
at the end of four years? Well, I, I think what we want to accomplish, obviously, is, is our mission is the same as Northview Community Church. We, we love God, serve God, love one another, yeah. you know. So in there, we've, we've, we've envisioned what we want to see happen to our students. And from there, we have, we have structured, you know, several core values that we want to, uh, and a core value is, is that non-negotiable. What do we want our students to experience from grade 9 through grade 10, grade 11, grade 12, and so that it does anchor them. I mean, obviously, the end result is, is that students should move from their parents' and church's faith to their own faith. Yeah. And for some, it's, it's, a, it's a gradual movement others it's, it could be even delayed even more you know yeah. i mean there's no one size fits all here but the idea is is that our students would would learn to own their own faith so i mean obviously a core value i mean is to teach the word i yeah. mean we want to teach the word on a regular basis from week to week from our campus nights to our community nights to our core groups all of those things that you know we teach the word and and we also uh, value relationships and that's one of the things that that we see all the way through this as Annalie was spo mm -hmm. speaking about is that we move from the large group to this one we want to break it down every time just so that students know that so much of this in a high school uh, students world is is lived by example yeah and our mm -hmm. leaders you know the four of us to every one of our volunteers we, we say, you are a leader, you are an example to our students, how to live your faith and own your own faith. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, obviously a student isn't going to necessarily experience at this moment in time, but over the course of time, and that's why it's so crucial that, that there's consistency and that there's this sense of, of ownership. So we want our students to experience missions. We want our students to experience, mm -hmm. you know, service Serving, and yeah. all that kind of thing. Yeah. And they want to experience it with their leaders, right? Yeah. Because yeah. this is how we do it, you know. And and so from the teaching to the sharing to the fellowship to all of that to uh, un understanding the importance of prayer to understanding the importance of of, of uh, serving together and all of those things, they all mm -hmm. kind of you know move together yeah. uh, and they overlap and there are some moments that are stronger than others but it's that's the way it is yeah so yeah. we're very excited about that that whole understanding of how we want our leaders to be involved because it's, it's just it's crucial uh, I know the power of having good relationships in church mm -hmm. is so important and I know yeah. for myself as I went from high school to university it was really the people that I that I knew were invested in me in the church that kept me coming back to church. Yes. I was encountering all kinds of questions that were making yeah. me question my faith. Yeah. It was like, oh, but I don't want to disappoint those people, or mm -hmm. I know they, they care about me. Absolutely. And so I think having those relationships that can carry mm -hmm. on into those young adult years when you might have more turbulent Absolutely. times are important. Right? And I mean, transition is is <clears throat> difficult at the best of times. You know, uh, you know, from middle school to high school, high school to to young adult world. Those are. Those are uh, yeah. fairly epic transitions mm -hmm. for, for anyone, you know, and and those are uh, at times very silent transitions because you're not sure where everything is going to land. Yeah. And so if you have more voices of, of, of those who are involved in your life, spiritually speaking, and are committed to you, those voices are pretty, pretty powerful, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. So what do you say are your current, uh, what is making you excited about the program? Open it up to all of you guys. Yeah. I think I'm most excited about the the core groups that yeah. are going to be starting up in November. It's something new. We haven't done it before. It's just going to be exciting to see how all of the leaders kind of take hold of their group and yeah. the relationships that form through those. And man, I'm, yeah, I'm just really excited to see our leaders connect with mm -hmm. their students. So 
in such an intimate group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think along those lines, I'm excited about the leadership team that God's Mm -hmm. given us this Mm -hmm. year. Like we've expanded, we've got, I think there's 12 or more new leaders. Wow. They're amazing. Like Mm -hmm. really cool to see who God's brought in Mm -hmm. here and we're excited. They're passionate. They're excited. So 12 new, how many in total? We have 25. 25 or 27 now, actually. Yeah, 27 now. 27. Yeah. What's your aim per grade? We have seven in each grade. Yeah, we want around. Including eight. ourselves. We would love around eight. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, just eight quickly then, are each of you in charge of a grade? Like you said, including yourselves. So, calling your grade. I'm in grade 10. Yeah. And Luke. Grade 12. Yeah. And grade 11. Okay. And then we have uh, Matt. Uh, Crocker. Crocker. Okay. From his intern here. Right. Uh, he is going to be leading the grade nines. Which is great because he's been involved with junior yeah. nines yeah. too. Yeah. He, he was with them right in before. grade eight, so yeah. it's great Perfect. that he's yeah, oh, that's oh, that's so great. And he wants yeah. to teach, so it works yeah. out well mm-hmm. for both of us. Yeah. Hmm. Awesome. Anything else? Challenging? Exciting? Well, I think also... Uh, from the live from the campus live nights right through the core uh, I want our our students to own this mm-hmm. group I think probably one of the things we noticed the right away is on our retreat just being away a couple weekends ago down in, in Bellingham at uh, Camp Furwood there uh, and you just n- notice a, a somewhat of a cohesiveness happened between leaders and students and and all of a sudden you've got memories uh, you've got stories uh, you've got time spent, you know, anytime yeah. you spend more than 24 hours with a student, you get to know them and hear yeah. them and, and all those kind of things. So I think w- what needs to happen for, I think, for a youth ministry to be successful is there has to be that ownership yeah. uh, where, where students say, this is, this is my youth group. And, and I think that happens when students and leaders start bonding, you know, and making that happen. And that happens on every level, you know. So I, I like it, campus, community, core, and it should flow. Three C's. Yep. <laughs> Three C's. Yeah, which leads into some of our other questions. What do you say to parents whose kids don't come to Northview Youth at all? Mm-hmm. They see this kind of big unknown. They don't know how to enter that door. Yeah. Um, like, what would you say to encourage them? Well, I, I think, in, I mean, we're a large church, you know, yeah. and so I think there's sometimes an expectation that everything is just going to flow. Uh, I think sometimes in smaller churches, well, you know, you are missed if you're not there. You are missed. Like, well, why work with, you know? So, in our church, so that's not necessarily the case. And so, even if you have 125 students, you say, well, that's that's pretty cool. You know, that's good. But, you know, I always feel like that there's more there that, that should be there yeah. because th- this is our youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think in a larger church, one of the hurdles is, is that, you know, th- this machine just keeps on going, but yet this is relationship. This is about one student at a time it's not about a a, a mega load here this Mm -hmm. is about one student at a time having a relationship with the leader uh so i i get it that sometimes parents are figuring how do i get my kid to come to this you know um so and i've had numerous conversations too i mean they want their kids to come and Mm -hmm. i think there's always ways you can't uh, you know starting with a youth group you gotta you gotta be there for i say minimum six weeks minimum six weeks you got to give it six weeks of uh, a run. So if you can convince your your son or daughter, say, you know, give this six weeks. Let's evaluate after convince six weeks. Make a deal. <laughs> make a deal. You know. Uh, but I, I know that some parents say, you know, should I make them? They do come to church or whatever. That's fine. But I, I, there's something about being involved in a youth group and making those memories and then walking with those students through 
through life and experiences, and especially if you can move that all the way through grade 12, there's some tremendous relationships that are formed. Yeah. And I think it's a life skill for all of us to develop, to know that we can't just walk into a group once and feel mm-hmm. at home no. and be okay with that. Because when your kid goes off to university, they're going to find, well, you know, it takes like two months to get to know totally someone right. in the dorm. Yeah. And they need to know that's normal, yeah. right? Like yeah. you just have to put your time in with people yeah. and build build kind of shared memories and all these kind of things. Totally and that's right. what's going to build relationship. Yeah. Because if we th- expect it to happen instantly and it doesn't, yeah. then we get disappointed and, mm-hmm. and we pull away Very from true. everybody, right? Yeah. So, so talk a little a bit skill. about the difference between middle school atmosphere and high school atmosphere. Because I have a lot of parents that say, oh, my kids didn't connect at middle school, so they don't even want to try at high school. So t- talk a little bit about that to the parents that might have that kind of concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, I interned last year with middle school, mm-hmm. um, and I did I interned with middle school and high school, so I got to see the contrast uh, quite prevalent. Uh, it, was, it was really interesting because middle school is so it's so intense. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's high energy, high energy, yeah. loud noises, um, a lot of fun, as the, some of the kids would say it. Or for some kids who have matured, it's uh, just to middle school as they would say even now though they're in middle school yeah uh, so it is it is quite the difference uh, high school is um, it, w- it would be more mellow but not in like a boring way uh, it's still it's still hyperactive like there's still a lot of stuff going on uh, it still gets crazy quite a bit um, so it still has that middle school feel but we dig uh, down deeper into smaller groups more often yeah. and we really uh, the leader uh, uh, kid relationship really uh, blooms more in I would say in high school than middle school because hmm. uh, the kids are really really looking towards that relationship with someone older and actually just sitting down there talk and I'm like I'll talk to kids who'd rather be like do you want to play a game nah I'll, I'll just sit and talk I'm like okay cool and then there'll be all those other kids who want to play but whereas you go to middle school and all the kids are like, no, I don't want to sit and talk with you. I want to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a big difference. Yeah. Uh, and you do see kids change yeah. or uh, some kids who love middle school come to high school. I remember one, one kid even came up to me. He's, he is in grade nine now and he's just like, Luke, where's the fun? And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, where's where's the foosball? Where's the air hockey? Where's the fun? Where's the spam building? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm like, there's fun, just just wait. And so um, it might take a little used to for grade nines. Yeah. Um, might be better, might be worse. Yeah, and yeah. I think even, I think girls mature quicker yeah. in middle school. <laughs> yeah. They're a little more done with this. Yeah. Boys, they can carry on into grade 9 and 10. <laughs> yes. And feel like silly, this is yeah. totally good. Yeah. You know, yeah. I still have some great tolls like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so it's usually that's where the girls peak uh, yeah. a whole lot faster and they're kind of done with some of that. Yeah. And so it, they're much more ready for the, they for the high school experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boys, yeah. not, you know, they, they're wired a little differently, of course. <laughs> and, you know, and, and so we seek to make the change, though. We are not there to uh, pretend that we're going to actually imitate middle school, no. you know, just so we can keep them. I mean, th- this is part of that maturing process. Yeah. And, you know, it's different, you know. And so, but we want to say, you know, the, the main thing is the main thing. I, I want to attract students because of the relationship, not because of the fun. Fun is, is an ingredient, it's important. We want kids to laugh, we want kids to have fun, but if, if that's what you attract your students with is the fun, that's all that they will be there for. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can attract them yeah. with the fun to build a relationship, well then you're onto something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that next push. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so. so what about kids that come only to the campus lives or only to the community? Do you have 
community groups? Do you have kids that mm. kind of are like, this is my thing, but I don't want mm-hmm. to do the other thing? Yeah. What would you say to them? Like, what are they missing if they kind of stick with one or the other? Uh, I think for the kids who only come to the community groups, they're missing out on, like, getting to know, like, the larger group. Yeah. Like, there's so many people with so many unique stories in this in this group that come on live nights, community or campus live nights, that yeah. they only get to know, like, this certain group. And there's just so much um, potential that gets missed out on. As well as on on campus live nights, like, it's a lot more intentional, almost preaching kind of style. And I think there's a big... Uh, difference between that and the kind of teaching that happens at on community nights and that'll happen on core group nights and um, there's just yeah they're just so different it's it's hard to say that one is better and one is worse because they all offer such individual things and yeah it's yeah it's just a, a little unfortunate when someone says well I, I just don't like or I, I can't mm-hmm. connect in this one because there's so much that they could get out of it my kids have been really sad when they've seen kids only come to the community groups, like their grade groups, and mm-hmm. not come to the campus live nights because they want to see those friends every week, not yes. just yeah. once or twice a month. Yeah. So yeah. I've been encouraging them, tell your friends, come to all mm-hmm. the weeks, then you can see them every week. For sure, Thursday night is mm-hmm. your youth night. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if it's making a difference, yeah. but we'll hope. We're working mm-hmm. on it. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I think that we're hoping the accountability with leadership also kicks in. Yeah. Because we do want our leaders to say, you know, great, I'm glad you're here at community, but you know, hey, I'm going to look for you at campus night as well. Yeah. yeah. So we're hoping that that understanding too, that there's going to be this free flow of, of, of great leadership interaction and contact all the way through. Yeah. So, yeah. I have told people who say their kids are really shy to mm-hmm. start maybe with a community group because it is a smaller, yep. if, if the big group mm-hmm. is overwhelming, but to hopefully eventually, you know, mm-hmm. move to that place. Where once you know 10 or 12 people, then it's easier to Absolutely. walk into the big group because as long as you know a few, it's not all new faces, right? So I have a question for you guys too. What do you say to parents if their teen is really struggling with something? Because we we know that there are teens that come mm-hmm. to your groups that are struggling with significant, you know, anxiety, depression. They're involved in sex or alcohol or, like Crystal said, super shy. Like really have trouble relating to kids. How would we talk to parents like that who are thinking, "Oh, my kid's really struggling." Is there a place for kids that mm-hmm. are struggling? Yeah, and what, what do we? Mean? How yeah. do we kind of help them? Well, that's a, that's a good question because, you know, I think sometimes the perception is that everyone who comes to the, let's say, the campus live nights is fully engaged, yeah. 100%, knows everyone. <laughs> but if you would take a walk around, we've run now yeah. a couple of them. There are many kids who are still, you can see that they're on the, on the, on the edge there because they don't want to necessarily jump right in. You know, yeah. they'll sit in the corners and again you know that kind of thing or whatever just you know very very shy is this for me and all that kind of stuff but I mean I I just say that's that's awesome because the more they're there the more they're gonna love this place I guarantee it yeah you know um, my my encouragement to parents is is that we have all different types of students there there there's not one student that oh that's you know no, they're all different. Mm-hmm. They've all got needs. They've all got struggles. They're all in this place where we say, hey, this is why we come. You know, I mean, Jesus himself said, I, I, I came because this is sort of like a hospital. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I, I'm come for the sick and the needy. Yeah. You know, and we're all sick and needy. And so we need each other. And mm-hmm. I think that's where if, if, they, if students can come and know that they're accepted, you know, 
bumps and warts and all, it's, it's there. And we want to present that. Yeah. We accept students just the way they are. Well, and I think parents might be surprised to learn that in your youth group, I mean, you have kids that are foster kids, kids that mm-hmm. are adopted. You have yeah. kids that are homeschooled and doing yes. virtual school and private school yeah. and traditional and you name it. You have kids with every different personality, Absolutely. every different height, every different everything. Yep. Yep. Like it's, it's a mixed and bag. Sporty yeah. and musical. Yes. And yeah. 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 Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it is a very good cross section of what Abbotsford really is. Yeah. And mission, you know, and both, both they yeah. they come from all various places yeah. and I think a good like I know uh, my daughter Jessica has been in Luke's group all the way along and she's come home just laughing sometimes about like the range of <laughs> yeah. people in your group is just hilarious like yeah. there's a guy that speaks Elvish in your group and there's like all yeah. these different like people <laughs> that speak Elvish yeah. <laughs> and she just thinks it's hilarious that she's yeah. kind of in this group with people that are very different yeah. from her but yet they're doing life together mm-hmm. somehow yes. and it's just yeah. fun and I think it's a microcosm of what we are as a mm-hmm. church like we're not all cookie cutters of each other totally right, right. Mm-hmm. But we want to still do life and love each other and care yeah. for each other. And yeah, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> it's good. Variety yeah. is good. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So someone who wants to volunteer. I know you said you have lots of volunteers already this year. But what if you have people that kind of have a heart for youth ministry? What would you say to them? What kind of criteria? What would you be looking for? Go for it, Natalie. I think one of the, like the first, the biggest thing, I mean, just practically speaking, is time. It's Every week, there's a time commitment of either the live night or the community group. Um, sometimes there's a little bit of prep for teaching in mm-hmm. that. And so that's a big thing. You've got to have the time. And then um, the other big thing is the heart to do it. Yeah. Like youth are not easy. High schoolers aren't always easy. Um, so you've got to want to be in that ministry. And um, you got to want to just kind of plug away long term with yeah. these kids and build relationships like like you said Luke's been your daughter's leader for years so it's like it's something that doesn't just happen for one year you can stay in it longer and build relationships that last Mm -hmm. because I think your kind of intention is that the grade 9 leaders work up with them grade 10 grade 11 grade 12 right and then hopefully start back again Mm -hmm. yeah that's the idea yeah Yeah, stay with them yeah I found when we we were youth leaders when we were first married and we found that basically the for the first year the kids hardly talked to us because they were like okay are you gonna really stick around yeah and then after the first year it's like okay that's when you could really build relationships and it may not be that long yeah you know but that's kind of what it does it takes a while for people like why bother if this person's gonna be gone in six months and you can see the effect on the groups when leaders when just because of circumstances leaders can't be there or they end up leaving the Mm -hmm. groups that they don't. They aren't as committed to the group as a yeah, whole because they don't true. have a leader following up with yeah. them or showing up and being there. So yeah. So what if some, it's a young married couple with a kid? Could they be a leader? Sure. I think what you know. Here's my frustration. A lot of times. I mean, we have a phenomenal team. I, I mean, I've been now with this team for the last number of weeks here, watching them in action with the retreat and all that. Our campus live nights and all that kind of stuff. Phenomenal. I mean, we are blessed to have these folks mm-hmm. in. But I, I do find it sometimes difficult to recognize that we have, you know, our greatest resource are, uh, is our, our, our kids. Like this is our most valuable, most treasured resource. And if all of our leaders are 20-something, they have the least life experience. Hmm. So it would be greater to have, and I think what's happened, I think sometimes, you know. Value for the middle-aged people. That's right, there is value here. I'm taking that. Vintage is in. 
But the the point is is that I think there's those thirty somethings, hmm. those forty somethings, fifty somethings, sixty something, whatever. They have value for students. Students aren't near as critical as I think we think they are. Oh, you're not young. You mm -hmm. you don't. No, that's not it. No. They they take people at face value just as much as they want to be taken at mm -hmm. face value. So, but I think our 30, 40s, and fifty-year-olds. Oh, I can't. I can't. You know, I can't. I can't. Oh no, yeah. that never worked. That never worked. No, no, no. But I'm thinking, no, that's not the case at all. So, what are we looking for? Obviously, we look for we look for volunteers who love love the Lord yep. and mm -hmm. love teens, and are willing to be part of a team that wants to make an impact in mm -hmm. teenagers' lives. You know, mm -hmm. uh, week by week. You know, moment by moment. This is this is all about investment. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. it really is. How can, uh, so that's leaders, how can parents support the youth program? What are ways that you'd like to see parents involved? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think for me personally, you know, as a youth pastor who's been there for years and years, uh, I value conversations with parents. Um, and I, the, the doors open, I mean, obviously to meet and to encourage, because I know parents are, are in this time of life where you know they don't have all the answers for raising teenagers either just as much as we don't have all the answers for raising teenagers but i think together we can work this out and be partners in this and we want to come alongside and support parents and so we're going to have opportunities throughout the year where we're going to do training things and invest into parents as well so we'll keep uh we'll, we'll keep parents notified of that uh, but I, I think, you know, times to pray, obviously, if, if parents want to and, and should pray, we want to pray for our students, we want to pray for our leaders, and so we'll have opportunities for that as that comes along. But also, you know, parents can help, and I know Annalie's got a number of parents working in the in the food stuff right now, just, hey, we're in, you know. So if someone wants to volunteer, just come yeah. once a month to do that, yeah. they can do it. And just There's opportunities see where their kids involved. are. And, yeah. You know, and we have like host homes, and I mean, this has got to be an intergenerational thing. I, I want these students to recognize that, you know, one of the transitional issues that we have in youth ministry is that, that teens have not had enough intergenerational yeah. aspect to their lives. And so, the more they see moms and dads involved, the more they see grandparents or uncles and aunts or whatever it takes, they're saying these parents, these older adults are important to me. Mm -hmm. And that's who I'm going to be spending the rest of my life with in the right. church once I'm done with high school. Like yeah. this is who we will be with. And, and high school is that odd time, you know, like it's very age specific. But once we're done with that, you know, boom, we're in with adults. <laughs> so it'd be nice to get them... <laughs> Get them involved earlier than later. Yeah, that's true. So, so I, I think yeah, oh, there's lots of opportunities. Yeah. But I, I think what we want to have is is make sure that if if we need to have conversations, let's talk. If they've got issues with kids that you know, hey, my kids can't come. I'd love to talk to them. All of these individuals would uh, would love to talk with kids who are struggling getting in because I I know what that's like. I mean, I've sat down with kids and say, hey, you just got to come. I mean, it's a personal invite, you know, and. And, and that's what we want to do. It's, mm -hmm. It is always one student at a time. Yeah. You, know? you have an email information update, right? A newsletter. Yes. A newsletter? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Some parents don't always know yeah. where to get information from. Um, you can sign up for that two ways. We've got a, a form on the website under the Northview Abbotsford High School section. Yeah. And there's also a, a tab on the Facebook page, the Northview High School Youth Facebook page, where you can sign up to get these emails they go out every usually on tuesdays um morning or afternoon and they just have all the information for that week that coming thursday and 
um, as well as like the next four or five events that are going on. So okay. does Andrew have the same permission? Do you know? He does the He'd same. Be on. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I he you can access it both, both ways as well. Yeah. Yeah. So just under mission instead of yeah. 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 So. Cool. Well, Ron, we are out of time. Can you pray? Would you mind praying for the youth program and the youth to. that are part of your program? Father, I'm thankful today for the opportunity to be called into youth ministry, just as these people around me are also in youth ministry and called. And we realize it's a tremendous um, uh, privilege. It's a tremendous responsibility. And we do this for your honor, for your glory. And so we pray for these students, uh, one, one uh, name at a time, one face at a time, one story at a time, that they would be able to connect with uh, the various youth ministries that happen here at Northview and at Mission and at Abbotsford. And so I pray for parents to be encouraged and to be blessed and to feel like uh, they belong here as well. And so we ask for uh, you to uh, draw them to yourself and Lord, to use the youth ministry to do that as well. We want to see kids come to know Christ, to be faithful followers of Christ, mm -hmm. to be uh, integrated with uh, adult leaders who love them dearly and will, will, will show the way to Christ. And so we give this to you, God, knowing that uh, this all belongs to you, and we're thankful in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining in.